Welcome back to another episode of Sober Black Girls Club Podcast. Jay Nicole, Katie, we are back. And you decided to listen again, so you're back too. And today, I feel like we're going to be getting a little bit, maybe a lot, in my business. Katie, is that true? Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. That sounds true. That sounds somewhat true. Sounds somewhat true. Got yeah. you. So I know you wanted to talk a little bit about spring break, youth, and just kind of helping with that whole conversation. So how are we going to get into this? Um, I mean, right now, it's actually, you know what's so crazy is that I just realized the other day that spring break, a lot of universities, do we do spring break in high school? No, yeah, of course we do, right? No, there is a spring break in high school and in elementary school too. But what I realized is that a lot of schools, universities, they celebrate they give us spring break when it's not even spring yet. Like technically, spring begins tomorrow. Um, and I know a lot of people, like my sister is in elementary school or middle school or high school. I don't even know what's what, 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 what division she's in, but they already have started spring break. So it's technically not even spring spring yet. But yes, we're talking about spring break because um, I realized that there are a lot of folks, especially in the club and not in the club, who in the club, not in the club, whatever, just all around, who, one, are in some type of school, um, regardless if it's higher education or not, and two, um, they're celebrating spring break. And I was thinking about my spring break with Roe Wild. They were crazy. They were, um, they were, they were a lot. And I mean, let's be real, I wasn't practicing sobriety, wasn't even thinking about sobriety then, but I just think it's fascinating how you got sober, um during your last year of college so i want to know how did that like what happened like how did that last year go and also like how did i think i want to end it with like how did you end up spending your last spring break if you can remember shots fired early out the gate (laughs) all love so a couple of things i definitely i got sober when i was 23 and i was it was my senior year of college i played basketball and that's a big part of it, and the reason why I mention that is because when you go to college and you play a sports team, that becomes like your family, and you do everything together. So that means you go to the calf together, you obviously practice and play together, but then you hang out as well. And so there's a lot of drinking involved when it comes to that. So I did feel kind of on the outs, but I was actually in a relationship, and the person that I was in a relationship with actually also was on my team. So there was some issues with that and that I'm like excuse me, the relationship ended. So then there was like some drama around that, which then kinda caused some separation as far as who I did and didn't hang out with. So it was like I didn't really hang out with them as much when that kind of happened. So that helped me in regard to being able to stay sober because it was like a distance to an extent with those friends and people and in myself but before we even go into that I want to talk about like the irony of growth so when I was in high school spring break this is important typically when you're in high school for the most part you go on your senior trip around spring break time so you go down to Florida Disney World do that whole thing not my friends so the school had their trip to Florida we planned our own trip and 12 of us believe it was 
five girls and set or I think it was 12 of us. I don't know the breakdown. Anyway, we went down to Virginia. So we were like, oh, we're going to go to Bush Gardens. We're going to do all of these things. We had two adult chaperones. My, my friends, one of my best friends, her aunt came down with us. And when I tell you, we went all the way to Virginia from New Jersey to stay in a hotel room and drink our heads off, smoke so much weed. It was unbelievable that we did that. We could have literally done that at home. We did never made it to Bush Gardens. We never did anything like fun. I think we went out to dinner once. And that's all I could really remember that we did that wasn't drinking. My one friend, he had a fake ID. So he looked like he was older. And he was able to buy alcohol from the convenience store down there so when you open the refrigerator we still have pictures and stuff today it was just filled top to bottom nothing but liquor beer beer liquor liquor all this stuff and us being underage and everything like that we just drank and smoked all day long i still have pictures that are so embarrassing if, I, if they ever surface, <laughs> no, 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 I have to show you offline. I would never put that online. If they make their way, to, if they make their way to the internet, I'll show you. I'll show you when we stop recording. But I will not put that out there. It's such a, it's such a contradiction to to who I am. But when I look back, I love that person. Like that was a fun person. She was pretty lit. Literally and figuratively. But, and then you think about it. So going from that, my senior year of high school, and then going to my senior year of college where I was actually sober. So during that time when I was away on that trip, I was turned up to the maximum levels. Like, just, just bad. And then, you know, you get to a point in your life where you start reevaluating and you, and you say, hey, you know, I can't do this. So I'm going to let you jump in a little bit. You might have some questions. I kind of just started going on this thing. But I wanted to paint that picture of drinking so much heavily in high school. And then by the time I was finishing college, I wasn't even drinking anymore. Girl, I had questions when you started about how you were dating someone on your actual team. And then, you know, I'm like, so mofos chose sides and they did not choose your side. I wanted to know about that. But we can just, you know what, we can, we can fast forward. But I was going to say, like, when you said Bush Guards, I was happy. I had to Google, like, we took about the same push guard, but we are. I feel like we, I was gonna say, like, we kind of live the same lives. Like, I feel like in high school, everyone was feeding to go to Bush Gardens. But once you started talking about drinking, I was like, I, I, I cannot relate. In my high school, we just didn't drink. Like, I don't know, it just wasn't a thing. We drank a lot from <laughs> freshman year. From freshman year. Freshman year? Oh my God. Yes. I have questions. So, when you were drinking, were you drinking, you, you and your friends, were you guys drinking at school? No, not in school. On the weekends. Got it. Were you in someone's home? Yes. And did your parents know y'all were drinking? No. Really? Were you guys drinking like hot liquor, beer, what? Yeah, everything. I remember the first time I first time I saw or knew what a keg was. I was like a junior in high school and we went to this party, me and my friend, I'm not gonna say her name, but Whatever. Don't say her name. No, no, no. no, no. Don't say her name. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I know she won't care. She, she's, she's literally one of my best friends. She wouldn't care, but she is like in this deal with children. So I don't want to put her professional career at jeopardy. Anyway, we went to a party, and this was again the first time really partying with white people. 
because we again we came from a predominantly african-american town so we really didn't do that too much but probably african-american town i'm sorry that was funny continue (laughs) (laughs) and so when we went to this party they're like yeah all you gotta do is pay five dollars you get this red cup and you can drink as much beer as you want and we're like five dollars we get this red cup we go to this thing and it's just poor a poor party listen that night we drank so much. I came home. My mom was on the couch. And me and my friend walked in, like, kind of, like, put our backs towards my mom and, like, walked in. This is really, I'm not embarrassed to say this, but this night, I almost peed on my mom. That's disgusting. That is so disgusting. That is so disgusting. That is gross. But I got to tell you. I got to tell you what happened is not because it, it didn't happen. So, but what I mean by that is that she, I was so drunk that she was on the couch and I thought that I was in the bathroom. And so like, <laughs> yeah, my mouth is open right now. What? The- <laughs> this, is a, this, is a, this is factual. It's factual. So I, I mean, and my mom woke up. And kind of saw me like over her and like pushed me. Oh my goodness, I got in so much trouble. It was so bad. But yeah, that was that was high school. All right, I want to answer that real quick because I love how. Okay, so statistically, um, black women start drinking at a later age. Um, we generally start drinking around like I think twenty years old, and even you know just being in recovery, being a part of SBGC, being around black women, talking about sobriety and personal development, a lot of our stories do mirror that we started drinking basically in high school and college. However, at the same time, I love it when I do hear like other black women share and be like, no, I was drinking in high school because I just feel like it just shows one how we're not we're not gonna always have the same mother effing story. It's just not possible, right? We can have the same objectives and the same goals but our stories are not always going to be the same and sometimes I do feel bad when we're in meetings or and I someone is like well you know they started drinking at 14 and everyone is like well that's this is not our story we just we started drinking later but but it happens like it happens I think that folks are going to start drinking at a later I mean early uh early on in their life for different reasons and for you it was just like a high school thing it was something chill like no I don't know if trauma was involved but it was just something very chill like you know it's what y'all was doing so um I think that's interesting and I think people listening folks who are listening who can relate to that are going to feel really really good about it yeah I think it's foreign to me actually when I hear people who weren't drinking in high school so that's fact so my friends it wasn't just me it wasn't really just a sports thing at this time this was just my friends that we hung out with we we did a lot that I I guess when I hear other people's story was like whoa you guys were doing that truthfully we were literally doing that 2003 we won the conference championship in high school for basketball and that was on a Saturday night against our rival so the Saturday night game, pack gym, crazy. We beat our rival. High school? High school, yep. I played basketball okay. in high school. So um, wait, real quick, I wanna say I played basketball too, but not in high school, middle school. So I have some athletic genes in me. Okay, okay, athletic genes come through. I see you. So we so we play basketball. I played basketball in high school, playing on a team, was the all time leading scorer in my high school. Just wanna add that in there for ten years, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. So I was a little bit of a 
go back and say it again so people can really hear it and take it in. Say it again. So I was an all-time leading scorer in my high school for 10 years, held the record. Let's go. 16, over 1,600 points. Scared my 1,000 point in my junior year. Okay, that's enough. Okay, that's anyway, so we're playing this game on a Saturday night, and it's packed. Everybody's there, but it's a conference championship, so this is towards the end of the season, but we had a makeup game because a game had got canceled because of weather, and that game was on a Sunday. So we played that Sunday, the very next Sunday after the championship game. So rightfully so, we won a championship. We're going out to party. We are out. Our whole team drinking Everclear. Everclear. Not Everclear. Poison. Poison, yes. Everclear. Hot mess. Everybody was drinking except for the point guard on my team. The next day, my friend had thrown up in her driveway, was asleep on her driveway, my other teammate came back to the bus with the same stuff that she had on at from our previous game because she stayed over at her boyfriend's house. This was so much stuff was going on. We get to the game because now we have to play after being this drunk all night long. We lose to one of the worst teams in the league on that Sunday because everybody was hungover. Jay, I missed that part. Wait, hold on. I thought this was after you guys had won a game. You guys won yeah, a so we won a game on a Saturday night. It was a championship. And that should have been the end of it. But because we had a game scheduled on that Sunday, we normally don't play on Sundays. But because it was a rescheduled game from earlier in the season that got canceled because of weather, we had to play them the next day. So now you read in the papers, this team wins the championship. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And then the next day you read, that they lose to one of the worst teams after beating one of the what best did, teams. What did your coaches say? What the fuck? Like, sorry, did I just? I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? Wait, what did your coaches say? What did your parents say? Wait, what? I know it sounds unbelievable. Facts. I was so dehydrated that I scored two points in the whole first half. Two points. That's it. I could not function. I was asking the people in JV, like, hey, can you guys? Go get me some water. Go get me some water. Like, I was asking him to give me water, give me water. Because I didn't want my coach to be like, what's going on? Like, why are you drinking so much water before the game? So then that happened. We lost. On the bus, when we get back to our school, because it was an away game, our coach is looking forward. He's not even looking backwards at all of us. And he just says, I hope no one plans on partying before Tuesday night's game. And he just gets off the bus and doesn't say anything. Ever. We were like, like, we didn't know that he knew. But he and I are still friends now. I was just at his home, like, two months ago and we talked about this so he was saying that he knew not while it was happening but afterward but like we won the conference championship you know that people are going to do these things oh so this wasn't an important game the second one was not an important game no no but it's embarrassing because how did you win a championship and then you lose the next day because we all were drinking all night long so yeah. Wait, I have a question. So do you think it was like the athletic culture that, that had y'all drinking in high school? No, because I spent most of my time drinking with my friends that didn't play, that weren't on my team. So I, I don't know what it was, because I'm telling you, it just seems foreign to me that other people did not drink and smoke and all of that in high school. With, with black parents, where are you going to do that at? Like, with, with, with like, like, where are you? Like, your parents would be up your behind. Like, I feel like where... I can't even think. Like, where would I have the opportunity to do any of that? And then when you have, like, report cards getting set, 
home. They used to send, and that should be like that. Hopefully, that's fixed. They used to send report cards to the house, and you didn't even have to bring them down. So, like, if you got, if I got talking about myself less than even a B, I was in trouble. Like, like I can't even imagine like drinking and in high school and all the stuff that like we had to like endure. Like, I was like in high school. Um, you know, I did do some. I'm no, no. I'm, don't talk downplay my athletic my athletic ability just because you're here talking about all these damn stops. <laughs> I did play soccer, which I hated, um, and then I got into gymnastics. But then also, like I was in Saturday school of like um, a science prep program, and I will say I won multiple science fair awards during my high school career and then like I had Kalan school and then you have like regular school so I just like there was just no like where the like where would I even be doing all that like there was no time and then how would I function when I had to do all these other things like people like I would have gotten like in mad trouble so I don't know it just wasn't we're sneaky I don't know it wasn't like like I didn't have one one not any of my friends were their parents weren't like okay like it wasn't like anyone had a parent who was like that's fine guys come drink here it wasn't like that at all we just would we knew people who would buy us alcohol that were over eight you know of age and then we would like sometimes we would drink like in the park or you know do different stuff like that it was just or find people who were having parties in different towns and stuff like that and it was just i don't know it just seems to me just kind of unbelievable that people didn't do this but we did and yeah, to the utmost level. I mean, it's yeah, it was a part of the, part of the story, but no, it has nothing to do with sports actually. Because like I said, the the amount of time, the most people that I did these things with did not play on my basketball team. Wow, that's so interesting. And then you're bringing up like older people, and I I'm trying to think about the old people I was around when I was in high school. I know my cousins; they're older than me, but they didn't drink in front of us or they didn't I don't know because like, I know people don't know people didn't know I was doing what I was doing and so I came out with SBGC people were like what so I don't know what they were doing but they it wasn't visible to me I couldn't see that they were drinking I know even in high school when I did have like um my boyfriend my ex-boyfriend was totally useless he was in college and I remember when I would um I guess I did say useless in college I remember I remember I'm thinking about times that I was over there with his college friends. They were drinking and smoking, but you know what I'm thinking about it now that you bring it up? It just wasn't like appeasing to me. It just wasn't like, it was just me looking at them like, you guys are disgusting. Like, you guys are lazy. <laughs> like, all this judgment. So, when I tell you how, like, my addiction was really like karma for all the judgment I used to like put on people, like, I just be looking at them like, y'all are just so, like, y'all are just so useless. Like, just so. Uh, anyways, I wanted to touch on something that you said earlier too. You were like, um, you loved who you were. I believe you're talking about like your high school self or maybe. And I, I think that's so important because you speak and should. Like, hello. Like, think about all the stuff you were able to accomplish even when you were drinking. But even, even if you didn't accomplish anything, I feel like it's still important to acknowledge like the different stages in life that we all were at in one point. Like, like when I was in college, I was a total B and I was really mean to some people, but I don't, I, I didn't hate who I was. Like, it just what, that, that was the stage I was in. That was exactly. Like, that was my exactly. thing. That's the stage, exactly. Yeah, that's the stage that we're in. I mean, now, obviously, I'm not that person, and I'm not proud of all the things that I've done. There's definitely a lot of things I'm not proud of, but at the same time, it was what we were doing, and it was cool, and it was now, though, 
the interesting thing is I have a lot of nephews and nieces and my nephews were when they were in high school and now the one is still in high school and things like that. My niece, when I think if I, if they would have the things that I did, if I ever found out that they were doing this stuff, I would be going like off. Like it would, it wouldn't even be, or if I found that that someone brought them alcohol when they were like underage or something, I would lose it on that person. Like it's so interesting how you just kind of change and get like, no. But I actually feel so much for our the youth now, honestly. Um, I feel so, I feel a lot for them. I really do. I feel like, one, a lot of our youth were born during, like, the Twin Tower 9-11 um, time period. So they were already born in some type of state of, like, depression. Like, it was a national depression. And not in the economic sense. I'm talking about our emotional and mental um um, capacity it was very like low like it was just a low morale time period so they were born in that and then you know I think about like folks who are in high school now supposed to be going to proms and you know especially in the beginning of the, the pandemic going to proms going to classes like thinking about having their first boyfriend their first girlfriend like you know what I mean thinking about all these things that we thought like you know like I, I have to be real my high school era made me was the foundation of who I of who I am today. That's when I realized, even though I had a different mindset and I like, you know, there's certain things about me that back then I'm like, oh, Katie, you know, you, should, you know, that was kind of mean or whatever. Um, it was the foundation of who I, it built me. It, it showed me that I can do anything I put my mind to it. It just, you know, I had this thing that had to fine tune, but I look at our youth now who like didn't have the experience to really enjoy high school, to like do all those things of going to class. And actually I went to high school um, on a college campus. So even, that's what I'm saying, it's even weird how like alcohol just still wasn't even in the picture, even though I was in like a college campus. It just wasn't in the picture for, it just wasn't in the picture for me and my crew. Um, but my high school, bro, um, I don't know what the other kids are doing because, you know, they do what they do but my high school we weren't doing all that but when I think about like high school is now I just feel so sad because what is stopping them from going to you know the, the store and getting a drink to like decompress and like unwind especially when they're spending so much time at home especially due to the quarantine so they're listening to more music they're seeing more music um they're, they're listening and watching more music videos they're watching movies they're watching shows and again a lot of a lot of our entertainment focuses on drugs and alcohol and aside from that even if entertainment aside because they are home like it's so crazy okay i know we won't we we're supposed to be talking about yesterday break shit. no no but, we're talking we're talking but you know it's so crazy how like since um the pandemic you know, other organizations, the companies, they want to talk about black women and sobriety and why did like, you know, our numbers rise during the quarantine and the pandemic, which is all important, which we talk about constantly, but not even saying this, I'm like, yo, the youth don't even like, no one is like, can I want to see what they're drinking and, and drug and overdose rate looks like? Because, you know, they were at home when, especially when you're, when you're like, you talk about all these like basketball and schools and all these advice, they didn't have that. They were just at home. So what was they doing and I think that like that needs to be looked into especially I do want to see and <laughs> I won't go on a rant 
I do want to see like these numbers when it comes to black youth, because I feel like now I'm really happy that our entertainment culture is diverging and we're seeing all these new shows about drug addiction and, um, and alcoholism and all that stuff. However, all these shows are missing black main character people. And I'm going to say why that troubles me. It troubles me a lot because um, I feel like as a community, especially I'm talking about myself too, growing up, I used to think a lot of things were white people's problems. Like being, being an addict, a white person's problem. You know, having OCD, one of my doctors said that, you know, I she thought I had it and we had to do more tests. I looked at her like, B, are you nuts? Like, that's some white girl shit. I'm not, I don't have OCD. Not even knowing that a black girl can have OCD. So I feel like, I'm really, now I'm really worried, like, just talking about this with you, I'm kind of worried. Um, I think that our youth needs more focus in terms of what they have been doing in, um, during the quarantine. What they ha- how have they been soothing themselves? How have, them, how have they been, what's the word, self-caring? Like, what is it that they have been doing? Because, again, I feel like they're probably watching a lot of these shows saying, well, that's some white people shit. I could drink this. That's never going to happen to me. Do you watch? Do you watch Bel Air, the new show? Yeah. Um. No, but no. Oh, I no. honestly, can I say something? I wasn't really a fan of the original show, but what? what? <laughs> I really wasn't. Like, I wasn't a fan of it. But tell, why'd you bring that up? No, but no, there are two different shows anyway. Though there, it's like the the current show is nothing like the oh okay other show. No, but the reason why I bring it up is because. The Carlton in the show, which is nothing like the character Carlton from The Fresh Prince, he, he deals with he deals with stuff like that. So th- this show actually is doing a great job with all main characters black. Oh. They, they show they do a great job, I think anyway, of tackling a lot of topics that we deal with as black youth or people or even adults, etc. And he is dealing with like how he copes is like like snorting Xanax. So like he, they're showing him deal with that he's rich he's wealthy he's got a what you would think is like a good life but he's like dealing with so many other things like anxiety just not fitting in not being like black enough like not tr- like it's just a whole lot that's going on there but they are showing his issues and actually talking about it and and highlighting that Jay, thank you for bringing that up because I want to watch it because I probably have to do a review now. That sounds like we need shows like that. We really, really, really do. We really do. Because we just don't think that we are, like, you know, we don't think that those stories of addiction and other, like, um, diagnosis applies to us. Like, you know, especially, like, a lot of people in our community, this is a topic, but, like, are suddenly realizing at the age of, like, 35 that they might have ADHD. Like, what the hell? So then they went through school, people just thinking, they thinking that they're just, you know, um, incompetent, not able to do certain things. Meanwhile, oh my gosh, I'm gonna maybe, I mean, let's be real, I'm so sick of these prescription um, companies. They need to just create one thing and put everything. I have stars, Hulu, HBO Max, I got a little Peacock. Really? Come on. But anyway. They do. They do need to do that. But no, I agree with you. I think it is important to see that representation that this can happen to you because even, for example, I have family members and people who passed away from heroin and I just always grew up thinking that that's a white person thing we black people don't do heroin i didn't even think black people smoke cigarettes yeah. that's a real yes. thing <laughs> i was like i forgot what we're talking about so whatever i'm not laughing i'm not laughing no no i know you know it's facts i know what you're saying like i saw somebody i know smoking a cigarette this is like many 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 years ago and i'm like 
smoking <laughs> cigarettes. What? What's going on? And it's it's a, it's a thing. And I mean young people because I knew older black people that smoke cigarettes. My grandma, my grandparents, people like that. But just seeing someone like my actual age smoking cigarettes, it threw me off. Like, bro, what's going on? So I think that is important to see that. But also sometimes people go away to school. You go away to college. There's different experiences of college in itself we're talking about spring break but i think college in itself is just a whole different animal if you like live on campus and you're there versus who and who you are allowed to be and and what space you have at home versus when you go away to college i think if you go to college sober i can really imagine how difficult it would be to be sober in college living on campus how, how was your last year like, when you got on campus? Like, what? Like, did you stay on campus? My last year, a little bit, partially. So I, I had I lived in a dorm. I think maybe the first semester, or did I do it my whole time? I was on campus a lot, whether I lived there or not. But I'm pretty sure I lived there, part of it. But like I said, so I was kind of like, yeah, yep. I did live on campus my senior year. I lived in different parts of the, the campus, and then I didn't live too far from my school. Like, physically live, like, my, my family, like, my house. Why are you laughing? I'm trying to remember, like, all the years. Why did you live in multiple places during one year? But that's a whole no, thing. no, 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 not during one year. I'm trying to, I was just trying to think about my senior year. So, like, which, which housing, which dorm was that? Because one year was an apartment. I also transferred school. So, my first year, I went to another college. The second year, I went to another college. In between those years, that's when life got a little crazy when I was home from college in between. But anyway, I can imagine that that is difficult to to go there. Because think about it. You first get to your dorm. You're meeting these random people. Your roommate is a stranger. All of these people. And then the first thing is like, oh, we're going to a party. Or like, we're going to go out. Like, if you want to start meeting people, like, you're going to go out and kind of do this thing. And then you're there. And you're faced with that alcohol drinking. I share this story all the time. I remember when I was dropped off of college, and I remember I had to go far, far, but I think away from my family. I said, I'm gonna pick the farthest school I can go to. <laughs> and I went eight hours away, and my huh. father and my brother, little brother, they drove me up there. And I remember as soon as my dad like left, my dad left, I remember. I remember like it was yesterday. It was a Sigma knocking on my door. And I didn't know anything about college. I didn't know anything about frat life. I didn't know nothing about nothing. I remember that day, like we just started drinking. And I remember that was my first time getting drunk, getting drunk. And it was like an experience. It was a moment. And I remember from that day on, I waited. I looked forward to every weekend to get drunk, to black the fuck. Sorry, I'm cursing a lot. <laughs> um, sorry, to black out, you know, to get drunk, to do whatever, you know, whatever happens, happens. Like, just really didn't care. But I remember Monday through Friday, school, you know, really on my school stuff. And then Friday to Saturday, um, Friday night to Sunday, I really look forward to getting to getting drunk. And that honestly lasted for... Um, the whole four years and it's crazy because when I was a sophomore I became an RA so um I was eight I became an RA I was on student government um I worked at a hotel for morning shift um doing the breakfast duty I had so much stuff going on and I just I even today I'm just like 
today, if I was to even take one sip, when I tell you how like my life would be like this, because I, I just can't operate no more on alcohol. I had to give it up. I just couldn't operate. Like it's so crazy what I used to be able to do in college and uh, in the last year of my drinking. It's just if I took even a sip, everything would just come crumbling down. But in college, I literally that's just what it was. And thinking back, I remember like a lot of things that happened that involved drinking. I know one like you know a friend at the college, a co- not no, they're not considered colleague. Let's say college. No, a person in college with you is not a colleague. That's when I mean, you're working, right? So a co- classmate. So your classmate, maybe your peer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a big incident where, like, you know, she was claiming that, and allegedly, I'm gonna say allegedly, because um, I don't know the details, even though I do believe her, I believe her, I believe her 100% that, like, she was sexually assaulted while she was drinking with another person, especially when you go to PWIs, predominantly white institutions, like, all the black kids are going to be together. We're going to know each other. And when things like that happen in already a very small community, like a small black community in a overall really big white space, it really does something. It's like, what the F? And it's really heartbreaking. Like no one wants to believe that it's true, but at the same time, don't want to not believe that it didn't. We don't want to disbelieve like, you know, the, our friend, our classmate, but long story short, like they both got like expelled or something like that. Um, and also, and no one knows what happened, but alcohol was involved. Like I think about a lot of situations where like things could have really, really, really went bad. Um, like people in college, um, you know, pledging a lot of times alcohol is involved, which is extremely dangerous. Um, I have so many things to talk about that, but I'm not going to, because it's just, it's so traumatizing. It's just like, Alcohol is really involved in college culture. And I think that for a while, for moments, like we're just like, whatever, this is just life. This is just college life. And so something drastic happens and then we're like, holy F. I think even one got one um one college student, we were friends, but I didn't know of him. I believe, um, don't quote me on this. Um, I read it in the news that he was drunk driving. And went like a high speed chase, and then he like passed away. Like it's just, it's so crazy how like alcohol really does play a hard like role in college culture. But we just pretend like it's okay until something. And I think I think too because of the fact that alcohol is not illegal. So I I think that's another conversation for the. Yeah, I think I think because if you think about it, well, for me, when I'm at college, if someone's like, "Oh, I'm I'm about to go shoot up some heroin," and I'm like, "Okay." That's really bad. Like, don't do that. That's terrible. Oh my god! Like this whole big thing, right? But if you're like, okay, I'm gonna go drink my face off. Like, it's this. It's the same thing to an extent. Obviously, drugs are different than than alcohol, and it's a different addiction, etc. I'm not saying that, but in terms of you also abusing a substance, whether it's legal or not legal, it's it's still and just as dangerous. And and but we don't see it that way. It's just like, oh, we're drinking. Oh, it's like this party and it's like fun and we're going to play all these games beer pong and do this and do that it's been so many situations that i think back to like whoa wild but just the original thing too about college and spring break and all that stuff like that i just basically had already made my decision that this is what i'm trying to do so by the time the spring came i was already feeling like okay i'm in a place where I'm not I'm not drinking anymore so I'm not going to be around those types of situations I'll just go home or do this and that was one of the advantages too of living close to my university maybe everybody doesn't have that opportunity but that was something that really helped 
because I can go and just be away from college when I needed to. Did you go to meetings when you were in college, that last year of college? Yeah, I did. I did. I don't remember around spring break, but but yes, definitely. Because I remember for a fact, my sponsor came to my basketball games, which was my senior year. They were there. Uh, one, She was there. She came with a friend. And so I know that it's just trying to put all the timelines together. But yes, I was going to meetings then. What did your friend say? Well, again, my friend saw me under the influence of alcohol. So <laughs> like, no, you need to stop. <laughs> so everybody, everybody, everybody was an advocate for it, for facts. No, nobody was against it. Actually, the, the relationship that I was saying that I was in, one of the arguments that we got in was because I was at that person's apartment. And they were home, though, for the weekend. So it was their college apartment. But other roommates that lived there were also my friends and teammates, like I said. And we got this whole big thing because she told them that I couldn't be there. That, like, I needed to leave, even though she wasn't there. So I got so, like, mad about this. But then later, too, like, in the conversation, it was about the drinking part, too. Like, she was saying that, okay, like, I didn't want you to be around all of this stuff. But I'm like, well, that's not how it came off. So if that was your intention, it made me feel like I was being, like, outcasted and I couldn't be there and be around. So, like, that's, I don't know. So, anyway, that's a whole nother story for another day. But sometimes you don't know how much people do care about your issues because they can see that. Like, well, we're all drinking, but you're drinking? This is, different things are happening that's not cool. So, you probably need to, like, not. exactly and and, but I'm thankful that I made the decision myself so I wasn't forced no one forced me people obviously can can say what they think you should do and what they will hope that you do but when I did it when I was ready to do it and I just always wanted to be just better like I just always wanted to be a better part of myself and then I had to say like yo I can't do that drinking so that's just really really what it came down to is that I can tell you what I'm not going to do and I'm not going to say who I am but when I'm drinking, all of that's off the table. I can't guarantee you anything at this point. Yeah, I love it. And I feel like to anyone listening, I can't wait till this episode like airs because I just feel like anyone listening, even if you're not in college, but you know someone who is, or not even in college, any anybody honestly, um, who might be in a time in the in a time era space where they feel like, well. It's okay to get drunk. It's okay to be drinking, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like, you can really make the decision for yourself at any time. You don't have to wait until, and that's why I always, like, I do say, like, you're just, you're really awesome. Like, you're an inspiration because it's just, honestly, when I think of, like, getting sober at 23, like, even though I didn't start drinking until 20, but even if, even if that was the case, I don't think that, like, you know, for a while, I feel like I was making excuses for a lot of my behavior, even before addiction. Like, you know, I feel like people make it seem like you drink and it's, it's, I know different pathways and whatever. I don't believe in that. Say that, like, you're just born with it. I don't ever believe that. I can gradually, because I can, I can gradually remember when my addiction started and I can gradually remember when problem drinking started which was as soon as I started drinking in college like I just was literally using it to escape to like black out and like release the stress of like Monday through Friday and then a lot of like 
past trauma. Like it was just a nice feeling. It felt like magic to just forget about all your problems at one time. But then slowly it didn't, you know, I realized that there was a point where I had to accept in 2017, like, no, this, I'm an addiction right now. Like this is not what it was like a couple of years ago before. This is totally addiction. So I, I'm always like really inspired by you because like you just made a decision that, um, you know what I, I think I'm, why I'm inspired because you made a decision that had nothing to do with ne- not necessarily like tangible like accolades or awards or um or uh like getting degrees like you made it this was a decision for your overall overall health I think that's totally different like I'm trying to think I don't know I just feel like I don't know if you know I don't know like even now lawyers right lawyers who I might be in court with who clearly have problems they do not care because when they're in court they are like still winning cases they're doing what they have to do it doesn't affect this is what i'm trying to say people who are in addiction or are abusing alcohol who have substance abuse issues a lot of people can still pass through life um doing life pretty well you know they have their jobs you know they they still have other friends who probably have their own problems because they're bringing in money people like them society like stuff it's not a big deal and it's not until usually that stuff happens that folks are going to be like you know what let me turn my life around that was the case for me like i lost my apartment my job slowly it was i had i had no other choice but to get sober but that really wasn't your case like you know what i mean you're still young um and even though i'm I'm still young let's be very clear and i was young when i did get sober so let's also be very clear but like you were just still fresh out of high school like college like you know what i mean like it had nothing to do with it had to do with you like you were caring about yourself not about like how you would be perceived in society in terms of like your production and your productivity level, if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Thank you for that. I appreciate the love. It's, I mean, it wasn't easy, but it was just something I had to do, and I'm pretty streaky and co- competitive in that way. So just once I got started, it was like, you no, know, this is just a more refreshing thing and time to get through. And as I got older, too, I mean, this is the conversation that we'll have to have in another episode, but I had a friend that meant a lot to me and it's, it's a deep a deep conversation but so she ended up passing away in 2013 and when I think back to like when we started drinking and when we started partying in high school and just certain things like that and just remembering her and those environments and such and just kind of you just feel to an extent like a sense of guilt where even though it wasn't my fault and I wasn't saying, hey, do this and do this. But sometimes you think about, wow, like if, if I was a different person, then I wonder if I could have had a better influence on this particular person versus all of us in our age group and just who we were and what we were doing, just drinking again, young ages and doing this. And then it leads to different things and then stuff just spirals. And the next thing you know, you're getting a phone call that somebody is unresponsive. And and I remember that call and I'm like, what does unresponsive mean? Like, I'm like, where is she? Like, unresponsive couldn't register to me. And then once it did, like, that's a feeling that I would never want anybody else to have to experience and feel. So now when I see people who have problems, I don't care what that looks like, drinking, drugs, I'm going to tell you about it. And I will tell on you. I will snitch. I will tell your parents. I will tell your spouse. I don't care. You can get mad at me and say you'll never talk to me again. I don't care. Because if you're still alive to be mad at me, then I won. Then I feel good. If you're dead and you can't and I just should have spoke up sooner, then maybe that could have helped. I can't live with that because I'm already living with that. 
Yo, we need that. Definitely needs to be a conversation for another time. Because I constantly hear people having survivor's guilt. And I hope that's the right term. I don't know. No. That's the term I'm thinking about. Um, But, no, that definitely needs to be a conversation for another time. But before we wrap up, I guess I want to ask you, do you have, like, any three advice? I guess three. You gave a lot. You dropped a lot of jobs. Like, you know. Hopefully As did you. You were dropping gems. Come on. Thanks. Hopefully people caught them, but like I guess like three things, or maybe let's do two. I'm always saying three two percent number, but maybe two. Okay, what were your basketball numbers? Three. Are you serious? Yeah, three is my favorite number. And I always any team I played, I always had to make sure three was my number. Or thirty-three. If I couldn't get three, thirty-three was the second number. But all right, so two things. Okay, no, I think we just stuck with three. So three things, I guess, like you just want, I don't, I don't know, anyone struggling in college, I guess, in high school to take away, um, take away from your experiences and what you shared today. I think you can't be afraid to be yourself and be different. So if you don't naturally inside feel like this is the norm or this is what you identify with, like be okay with standing alone because in the long run, making that decision is only going to be better for yourself. Peer pressure is insane. And I think right now with social media, it's more insanely wild. But just know that you will be honoring yourself if you make those decisions. Also, listen, I made a decision to become sober at a young age, but it took a couple of times, a couple of attempts. It wasn't just the first time. And then I just said, boom, I'm done. I started negotiating with myself. So understand that if you make that decision and you take a step forward and you kind of fall just get back up and keep reminding yourself of your why and the last thing i'll say is that is find a reason greater than yourself to do that so absolutely it's important for yourself but but maybe it's a a loved one or somebody that passed away and you want to make them proud maybe you are wanting to make your parents proud maybe there's just something like other than you so when you don't feel like it anymore and it'd be easier to just go to that party to just drink or whatever you could be like nah you know why because i'm not just doing this for me i'm doing this for x y and z whatever that is could add added pressure but the added pressure for me really helped because now all these people know that i'm not drinking it was like ah if i wanted to like all these people are gonna be pissed and like going off and like all of this stuff like that so it as much as it was annoying it was helpful all right we, you heard her she said we said what we had to say thank you guys for tuning in for another episode definitely leave us some reviews comments and all that stuff and yeah we'll talk to them next time right bye peace